Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Anthony Gold, wide receiver, Oregon State, made two fantastic catches last week as uh, Oregon State uh, beat Cal in Berkeley. It was, uh, I was there, it was uh, quite a show from the Oregon State offense. Anthony Gold, a key part of it. Is it BFT karma or is it Jamba? I don't know. Every time he makes one of those big plays, somebody at the press box goes, Jamba. This segment brought to you by Jamba. Anthony Gold joining us. Hey, you made a couple of nice catches. What's that feel like to be on the field and come down with a ball like that? I mean, you know, it always feels good. But most importantly, just because, you know, you're helping your team go out there and succeed. And, um, yeah, there are two big third-down catches. But, you know, um, like I said earlier this week, you know, we in the wideout room, we pride ourselves on making those type of catches. And, you know, we expect ourselves to make those type of catches in those situations. So, um yeah, it feels good, but, you know, it's on to, on to UCLA this week, so that's what the, the real focus is on. Seven catches, 117 yards. I actually thought you got in the end zone on that one. What did the official say to you? Uh, he said because I landed on the ball and slid on the ball that um, it was out of bounds, I guess. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure. I, did, I saw from the, the film, um, it's tough. I mean, I got to make it more clear on the catch, so. Um, you know, I'll take that one on me. That one still hurts me a little bit, but, um, yeah. We'll get you in the end zone this week. You got UCLA. Uh, the offense is interesting because I was looking at the stats for the game, and it's like receivers, you, Josiah Irish, Silas Bolden. It's running backs. It's Damian Martinez, Deshaun Fenwick catching passes. Uh, we've had an offensive lineman this season catch a touchdown pass. You've seen Isaac Hodgins, a defensive lineman, caught a touchdown pass. Everybody's everybody's participating. It it looks like it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, it's, it's fun when you're scoring on some of the plays like Josh uh, Josh Gray's play. Um, you know, plays like that. You know, where it's just like if it works, it works. If it's not, it's not going to. So um, you know, it, it, I'm happy to uh, see those guys. You know, get in and. You know, like I said, help the team in any way they can and um, show them more of a, a well-rounded football player than just the position they are. Um, and, yeah, you know, I'm happy to see how those guys contribute in big ways. Is it, is it that something clicked on offense, or was there something there against Cal, or is it something you're doing or something that was just there in the matchup that results in a game where you put up 52 points? No, I think it's, you know, something that's been brewing all season. Um, we know there's been games where we haven't, you know, played a game to where we really felt like we went out there and, you know, executed as well as we could have. Um, and even Cal, we, we felt like we left some plays out there. But um, I think it was it was only a matter of time. And, you know, we're clicking at – we're starting to click at the, the right spot in the, the season. Um, you know, our goal is to play our best ball in November, and that's going to continue to be our goal. So as long as we go out there, you know, just keep executing and keep, um, you know, starting the, the weeks off right in practice, then – um, you know, the sky's the limit for us as an offense and as a team. This is a big weekend for you guys, UCLA, homecoming. UCLA has been very good on defense in the last uh, couple of games. You, you've seen plenty of film of them. What do they do well on defense? Uh, I mean, you know, they have a great defense. 
They have one of the best defenses in the country, and um, they have a, a good uh, front seven. Um, they're getting the back end as well. So, um, you know, playing a team like that when they're well-rounded, uh, multiple places, um, you know, you have to bring your A game, you have to execute, and that's something we've been focusing on all week, uh, just, you know, going out there and doing our job and, um, you know, hopefully come out the win. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's going to be a good game, uh, big game, physical game, uh, so it should be a fun one. Anthony Gold with us, Oregon State wide receiver. The quarterback, uh, DJ Uyangalele, had five touchdown passes. Aiden Childs gets in there, throws a touchdown pass. You have six in the game. How is that working? Because sometimes you'll see teams where a guy will come in and maybe it'll rattle the confidence of the other guy, but it doesn't seem to be rattling DJ at all. It seems to be a nice change of pace and, you know, getting a young guy some snaps. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it you know, affects anyone too much. Um, you know, we all trust Aiden. We know what Aiden can do. Um, and uh, like you guys saw Saturday, he came in, the only drive he got, he scored. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't think it really affects things too much. Uh, we, we all go out there and we can, we can execute no matter who's in. And um, that's something I know we take pride in. Uh, this is our whole team, you know, just having depth. And if, you know, a starter goes out, um, the next guy is ready to fill in like nothing happened. So, um, you know, I, I – I think it's good to get a little change, a little change of pace going, but um, I don't think it really affects anything too much. Are you superstitious? Uh, in some things, but I wouldn't say too much. Like, like in football, do you have a ritual, a habit, a superstition? Your coach, Jonathan Smith, he shared with us yesterday that. He drinks two cups of coffee in the morning on game day, and then he likes to have a cup of coffee right when he gets to the stadium. That's his thing. What's your thing? Yeah, I don't really. I wouldn't say I really have a thing. Honestly, I. I kind of just wake up and you know go. You know, I kind of. <laughs> I like every day. The same. I don't really. I, yeah, there's not really one thing I can really think that I do every. You know, every game day. But who knows? I might just. I don't know. I'm not a big superstitious person, so I know there's some people who are. I'll, I'll clear that here, but that's yeah, yeah. Who on your me. team? Who on your team is really kind of has a habit, a ritual, has to do the same thing? Because it can get way too far. Like you know, I have to have my helmet in a certain area. I have to have this. I have to high five this person. It can get comp- too complicated. I think. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone on the team that really has too extreme of a ritual, I would say, like to where, you know, they're going out their way and having to do one specific thing. Um, you know, guys might have their own little thing, whether it's, you know, waking up in the morning and doing something or um, something like that. But I, I haven't seen too many too many teammates have, you know, an extreme ritual or, you know, something that's, you know, a little, a little quirky. But um, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure we do. Sure you do. I bet you do. All right, all right, listen, what about your classes? What are you taking right now? Let's go through your class load. Okay, let me tell you. I'm taking three classes. Um, okay. I'm taking law, crime, and policy is one of them. Okay. Um, American higher education is another, and then uh, organizational administration, college student services. So that's kind of like working with. Um, you know, college-age students and um, administrative roles and um, how to decide certain rules. We kind of just started in the class, so I'm still learning, but that's kind well, of that, the That of law in crime class sounds really interesting, is it? Oh, yeah. 
that yeah, that's that's one that um, even the first bit of discussion last night, and it was um, get you thinking is like if how or how much of a fine would it take for you to um, not steal a hundred dollars from someone? <laughs> and it was you know yeah. seeing the people seeing people's different numbers in the, the discussion board, it really got you thinking of you know okay, what goes on to the the element of, of you know humans of just trial and error and, or what risk the reward, you know, so it's interesting to see that way, but um, like I said, it just started, so I'm interested to see how that one. You know, you're, you, don't you know you're supposed to be taking, like, yoga and sign language? <laughs> and You know what I mean? Didn't Jaden Grant yeah, tell you? Yeah, I was actually going to. <laughs> I was actually going to. <laughs> You got those are three, those are three real classes that you're taking there. What are they oh, toward? Yeah. Are they toward a uh, a degree or uh, a minor or a, another major? Or what what are they? What are you working towards with those? Yeah, so I'm working toward uh, towards a certificate. So it's um, kind of like just another thing added onto my degree. Uh, but the, yeah, I, yeah, that's that's what I'm working towards. You right, done with that in the fall, so I'll be back. Big game Saturday, UCLA, you got the home field, homecoming. You going to have a lot of family in the crowd? Oh, yeah, I got, I think, 15 to 20 people coming out. So Nice. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of family coming out. Again. All right, Anthony, I appreciate you joining us every week. Go do what you do, uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Hopefully I'll see you on Saturday. There you go. A- Anthony Gold. Wide receiver, Oregon State. It's brought to you by Jamba. Life is better blended. Thanks to the people at Jamba for sponsoring that and Anthony coming on every week. And I got to tell you, you know, after the game, he came up, he came at 117 yards receiving. I will see him on the field. At, you know, I saw him on the field at Berkeley as he's leaving the field. And he goes, Jamba, you know, as he's coming by. So, uh, appreciate that. Appreciate him joining every week. All right, a big splash is coming up. Dan Lanning at 420. Be here. We'll give our picks for the Pac-12 week. I've locked my picks in. Stephen, have you locked your picks in? We're going to do that coming up here. I'm going to take a call uh, from Jeff in Portland, and then we're going to get on to the picks. Jeff, what do you got? Hey, John. I just I get a kick out of Softy. That guy, he's a clown, man. He just makes me laugh every time I hear him. If you still got the soundbite from a few years ago with him and his girlfriend or whatever sitting watching the, the yes. Oregon Husky game, I would love if you could play that just for some laughs. Yeah. But um, yeah. you know, he just says he just says things to uh, to rile us fans up, and he got me. You know, I'm calling in, uh, but I, I don't think the pressure's on Oregon. I think the pressure, honestly, is not on either team. I mean, either team is is playing for the playoff. They both have to go undefeated in my opinion, to make the playoff. And, you know, they're both in position to do so. But I think both the quarterbacks are in the Heisman contention. And whoever has the bigger game, you know, the pressure is on the quarterbacks, really, in my opinion. So I'm excited to see, you know, who rises to the occasion. Yeah, I think I, I think both of the QBs are going to have good games. And I will play the softy clip again later. I played it. I play it all the time. I never get tired of it. But uh, people may remember he was in his living room with his wife. He was sick. He didn't go to Eugene to watch the game. And then he got really sick when Peyton Henry missed a 37-38 yard field goal that would have won the game for Washington at the end of regulation. 
Uh, Stephen, let's pivot right into that. Let's go to our picks for the week. Dan Lanning coming up at 420. But um, I uh, release my picks every Thursday officially at johnconzano.com. If you want to grab a subscription there, get a free one, get a paid one, whatever works for you works for me. I am 21-19 and 19 this year. I'm ashamed to say against the spread. I'm only 53%. I need a I need a good week this week. Uh, I've missed two games this season by a half point. I'm really not happy about that, and so I'd like to have a couple of those break my way at some point. My straight up record is forty four and five. I'm proud of that. That's ninety percent. Stephen, let's start Friday night. Stanford's at Colorado, seven p.m. on ESPN. Coach Prime not happy about the late start. Belly aching. Bitching and moaning like everybody has for years. Uh, here's Coach Prime. It'll be an 8 p.m. start for him. Now the Buffs get ready for Stanford coming in. A Friday night game, short week for the Buffaloes this week. you got an 8 o'clock game. Gary and I are going to hit the air at 6 p.m. We'll be out in Duane Field. Again, Mr. Affleck will be out in Math Field. Who makes on. these 8 o'clock games? That's the dumbest thing I know, ever. I know, I know. It's those fellas the over the television The stupidest thing ever invented in life. Who wants to stay up to 8 o'clock for a darn game? You wait till we do what it. What about the West Coast? Yes. I mean, the East Coast. Any, do they even care about ratings or anybody watching it? I know. Uh, you, you what are we supposed to do with? I'm sorry, I'm bidding. What are we supposed to do with the kids all day until eight o'clock? Yeah. Wait till we're on the road. And what are we supposed to yeah. do all day until eight o'clock? So what are you supposed to do in the hotel? Yep. What, what are you supposed to do all yep. day? Watching football. Uh, who, who's playing and, and on then, Friday? And, and then the next day. And then the next day, if when we have a game like that on the road, we get home at five o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thank God we're not going to be in this uh, conference. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. We'll be playing East of here. There'll be earlier games coming up. Colorado. Thank God we're not going to be in this conference. Uh, I think the, the better benefit to Colorado going to the Big 12 is that they don't have to play Oregon. They don't have to play Washington. They don't have to play UCLA or USC. They'll be fine playing against Baylor and Houston and BYU and Texas Tech. They'll still have problem with Utah. But the big Colorado will do better in the Big 12 because the Big 12 is not as good a conference. But this game on Friday, seven o'clock our time on ESPN. Stanford is one and seventeen in their last eighteen conference games. But Stephen, Stanford to me matches up well with Colorado. They they have struggled in the red zone. Colorado is not a great defense in the red zone. I think Stanford's going to score in this game. I don't think they'll win. But Colorado's an 11.5-point favorite. I'm going to take Stanford in 11.5. I think Colorado wins 34-28. I agree with you. I think Stanford can keep this game close, and it's for all of those reasons you just said. I think Stanford's not a good team by any means, but I do think because of how bad the Colorado defense is, I think Stanford will get the right game plan. I think that's more because I trust Troy Taylor as a head coach. He's going to get the right guys in the right spots. I think Stanford can keep it close. I think ultimately Colorado wins, but uh, I think Stanford loses by 10. They're going to cover that number. Cal is at Utah, noon Saturday, Pac-12 Network. Cal's the perfect patsy, and Utah needs one here. The Rice-Eccles Stadium, really tough place to play. 17 straight wins for Utah. I don't see any way that Utah loses this game. The only question to me is, do they cover I now believe Utah will cover. I think uh, they'll have enough offense. I'm just, I was not impressed with Cal's defense. I think Utah's going to get right on offense in this game. I think Utah will get to about 34 points against Cal, and they'll win it and cover the 13 and a half. Yeah, I think this is a bad matchup for Cal. We talked about matchups in the matchup before. This one with Mendoza, the freshman, going on the road. 
Cal, I think their offense is better than we think it is, but the defense, like you said, is way worse than what we thought it would be going into the season. And you can't have that. You cannot have a you know an average offense and then a bad defense going into Rice Eccles Stadium. I think Utah's just gonna you know they're gonna step on their throats and they're just gonna be a slow death. But it's gonna be about a twenty point win for Utah, and it's gonna be real ugly. It's gonna be you know. 34 to 10 or something like that. Yeah. It's going to be real ugly, but uh, I think Utah's going to score enough points and Cal just won't be able to do anything on offense. Uh, give me Utah minus the points. Scares me that we agree with two uh, two in a <laughs> row there. Oregon's at Washington, 12-30 Saturday, ABC. We've talked all about this. Uh, Softy making a case for Washington's defense. He says they're not as bad as they have been on paper. Uh, outside of Arizona, the strong majority of their touchdowns allowed, like mm, 80% of them, came in when the game was already over. Uh, go back and look at the score against California. Go back and look at the score against Boise State, Michigan State. Garbage time touchdowns are, are padding the, uh, the stats against Washington's defense. And you know what? Look, John, I'm sure a lot of teams can say that. I'm sure Oregon can say the same thing. But outside of the Arizona game, you go back and look at what this Washington defense has done. When the game is on the line, halftime, three quarters, whatever, totally different animal. Yeah, Boise State, Michigan State, this is, this is not Oregon. And, and so I think Oregon's the better team. Washington's a three-point favorite at home. I think Oregon's going to win this game outright. I got Oregon 38-31 over Washington. I'm picking the Ducks. Well, here's where I go 3-0 and and you go 2-1 and because I'm going to go with Washington at home. I think this is a real coin flip game when you look at both teams. I buy a little bit of what Softy's saying about the defense. I, I think that you know they have been blowing teams out so much that I, I will give the benefit of the doubt to that, and I think that the home field advantage really plays a big part with that Washington defense. I think they get a stop or two. They force a turnover. They can do something to slow the Ducks down. And the one I think is really a truly, you know, it's a coin flip type of game, John. I, I go to these three factors. Better coach, better quarterback, where are the games being played? Better coach, I think Kalen DeBoer is a better in-game coach than Dan Lanning. Better quarterback, I think Michael Penix is a better quarterback than Bo Nix. And, of course, it's being played up in Seattle. So Washington has all three of those factors. Give me Washington in the game and the cover. Arizona's at Washington State, 4 o'clock on the Pac-12 network. I'm just going to jump right to it. Washington State is a 8.5-point favorite. I think they win the game, but I think Arizona does what they've been doing all year. Respectable loss, 31-27. Take Arizona in the points, but Washington State wins the game. Yeah, I think Washington State bounces back, uh, gets the win, and the cover over Arizona. USC at Notre Dame, 4.30 Saturday on NBC. I think uh, I wanted all week to pick against USC, but I can't. I keep thinking they'll just outscore Notre Dame, and I think USC will win this game. I have it real close, like 31-30 USC over Notre Dame, so take uh, USC in the two-and-a-half because I think they're going to win the game. I agree. There's going to be a time to play against USC. I don't think this is the week because I don't trust Notre Dame's offense. I think USC can just outscore this Notre Dame team, so Notre Dame goes on the road and gets the win outright. Finally, UCLA's at Oregon State, 5 o'clock Saturday on Fox. Bruins have been terrific on defense in their last two but I like the way Oregon State's offense is is rising to the meet the moment. They they seem to find something out last week, and I think they've kind of figured out how to spread the ball around. I think they'll run on UCLA, which nobody's done, and the home field research stadium too much. Oregon State's a three and a half point favorite. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to cover the three and a half. I swapped this. I think UCLA is going to win this game. Uh, UCLA tied for first in the nation in yards given up per play, one of the best defenses of the nation. I think they shut down Oregon State, and they get just enough offense. I think Oregon State defense is a little leaky after the last week. 
Uh, give me UCLA to win outright. Yeah, Oregon State's got to play better on defense. I think they know that. And Chip Kelly says he's got to find a way to tackle DJ. I mean, we do tackling drills every day, but it's you, you're not going to simulate that. We don't have anybody um, on our team that's unless you put a tight end at quarterback, you know, because he's basically built like a tight end. Um, you got to tackle DJ, and UCLA is going to find. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.